Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, Derry Core Cleaning Specialists has been operating in the contract cleaning space for over 30 years. With a specialism in the healthcare sector, the business is going from strength to strength and its general manager, Avril McCarthy, joins us now. Avril, before we delve into discussing the family business, I'd like to get an insight into your own background. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me. Sure. Well, I suppose my own background, having left school, I have went on then to study business studies. Towards the end of my studies, then I would have been asked to just come in and help out in the business. But I suppose throughout my childhood, the whole way up, I was always helping out in the business. Probably wasn't somewhere that I anticipated or necessarily wanted to go to. But I would have had some work experience throughout college. I would have worked in hotels. I would have worked in some accountancy firms. And really, that's probably where the background comes from. But definitely very hands-on experience within the world of contract cleaning from a a very young age. And tell us about the origins of the business, Derry Court Cleaning Specialists. Sure, yeah. So my mother would have worked in the contract cleaning industry when I was a child. She then decided that she wanted to set up her own business and back in 1992 that's what she did and my dad was in the construction business and he gave that up to come in and they, they set up the business together and very quickly I suppose it, it started to to grow and they had a number of reputable clients and and that continued successfully. Which markets are most prolific from a growth perspective? So in terms of Dairy Court specifically, the, the biggest growth area for us um, is probably healthcare and more specialist niche kind of high level, uh, highly trained cleaning requirements. Um, that's probably where our biggest growth is. And obviously in other organisations that's different, but I think for us it's such a, a big area because we have a, a full-time training academy here at our head office. Uh, we have a number of full-time trainers that travel the country also. So I think because of the high level of training that we deliver to our staff, it creates a higher um, level of capability, knowledge and skill set in our staff to be able to deliver the, the higher level tasks and, and infection control requirements, etc. that would be required in those areas. How do you go about acquiring new clients? From our perspective, a lot of the new client acquisitions is probably from two sources. Source number one would be word of mouth and, and recommendations from existing clients. And source number two would be we would partake in a lot of government tenders. So they're all advertised online with e-tenders. So we would review the ones that are most suitable to our business and our strategy and partake in those. Did the COVID-19 pandemic actually have a positive impact in revenues within your own business? And were you in a position to retain any of that upsurge after the lockdowns? So I'd say overall, look, there was a, I suppose there was swings and roundabouts. So like overnight, we had a huge cohort of our business that just completely shut down. But at the same time, because we were so healthcare um, heavy, a lot of the work that we do, being specialists in healthcare, there was a huge demand and, and requirement to increase services there. So I think overall, we probably balanced out and we were able to maintain the same level of business we had, possibly, you know, slightly more. In terms of that continuing on, um, in some healthcare locations, there has been some elements of it retained, not in all. 
but in some they have retained a, definitely an uplift um, on infection control for COVID-19 and other general infections that they would have always ha- had a contingency in place for. Um, I think in relation to non-clinical clients, uh, no, definitely any increase that was um, affected for the purpose of COVID has most definitely been lost and lost some time ago. In relation to the area of sustainability, how important is it now from your client's perspective that you become more and more sustainable? It's absolutely much bigger on their agenda now. Again, we see it as a significant, um, has a significant value on award criteria in tenders that we would partake in. So most definitely it's important. The whole area of ESG is definitely um, up there as well in relation to client requirements. So I suppose from our perspective, you know, we have been working on that for a number of years from, you know, just reducing the volume of water, reducing energy, um, reducing the number of single-use items and having, I suppose, a lot more sustainability. Obviously, that became an issue during COVID. Um, but I suppose there's a number of, of elements there. And then selecting the products as well. Um, our majority of our products are plant-based. So again, this is of huge assistance to the, the green agenda. When you assumed the role of General Manager of Dairy Court Cleaning Specialists, did you have a particular vision for the business at the time? I think the vision really is just to try and, as it it has always been, it's more so to ensure that we're delivering a quality service and everything we do has to have quality at the forefront of our mind, but also to make sure that we're looking after the staff because if we can't, I suppose, engage with our staff and look after them to the required level, they're not going to be able to deliver the service that we require. So quality, looking after our staff and planning for the future from a sustainability perspective, but also from a digital and IT perspective to ensure that we can manage um, any continued growth that might come our way in an efficient manner. And how did you go about developing a culture of quality within the organisation? So it starts with training. Um, obviously, if staff are trained well and from day one they understand what the requirement is, well, that's part one of it. Part two then is ensuring that your supervisors and managers are also um, highly trained, but also have the skill set to audit and to coach staff and um, undertake ad hoc training and improvement sessions as and when required. So I think staff know what they have to do. It's being checked by people who also know what they have to do and know how they can assist in remedying that. That's one area. In addition to that, we also have a, a quality department here and our quality department consists of quality auditors and our quality auditors go and visit our client site on an ad hoc unannounced inspection. So the client isn't expecting them, our supervisors, managers, staff are not expecting them. And they go and they undertake unannounced audits and report back to the management team and the local team in terms of what their findings were. And then we would have a very, I suppose, clear structure in terms of what constitutes a pass, what constitutes a fail, and when there is a fail, how it should be remedied and the timeline there is in which to remedy the issue. On a broader issue, you're involved in representative bodies for the entire industry. So what are the current and emerging challenges facing it? There's no doubt about it that the key challenge is around recruitment. 
Um, that's everybody that I speak to within our industry is struggling and the ongoing, I suppose, increase and cost of living about the cost of doing business. And I know everybody speaks about the cost of living, but there's not so many people speaking about the cost of doing business. And, you know, I suppose, again, only today we had a supplier advising us of an increase, which is, I think was 9.5% of it, an increase today. And it's only 9.5%. But actually, in the last year, it's a 40% increase in the cost of one of our key chemicals that we use. Um, and that's just in the space of a little over a year. So individually, the increases don't seem too much. But when you put it together, like 40% in over a year on chemicals, which is one of our, our main um, items that we purchase, is hugely significant. And ourselves, like a lot of our competitors, um, are tied into contracts with our clients that there's only certain elements that you can increase your costs on and your general chemicals is Usually not one of those, depending on how your contract is written. So that's the cost that we have to soak up ourselves. It's quite significant um, and significant to the extent that, you know, we, we operate in a single digit um, profit margin business. Um, and, you know, in some instances, there's certain clients that, you know, a single digit is going to decimal point. So... Uh, that's, I suppose, definitely a concern for the industry. So what would you like to see government do to support your business and those in your sector? I think there needs to be, I suppose, just a, an acknowledgement of the fact that there is cost increases hitting companies in every direction. Um, and that to be a little bit more open to, uh, to, I suppose, reviewing those costs. Now, obviously, with backup, we can't all just come in and randomly look for increases without any backup. But I think if companies such as ourselves are able to bring forward the written communication from our suppliers of all the increases that we have had, that this should be looked upon um, by government departments to to realise that, you know, we're all being affected here and to ensure that it's sustainable for everybody, that would be very helpful. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Avril McCarthy from Derry Court Cleaning Specialists, and we'd like to wish Avril continued success with growing her family business. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.